wait, how do I do this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hello and welcome back to Cape Corner. Yeah, okay, I got it. Hello and welcome back to Cape Corner. Yeah. It's my best blue impression. Thanks. It sounds kind of like me. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Blue. And I'm Jordan. And, uh, man, it's been a tiring week for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, just a lot of drama and... Uh, annoyance and upset but you know what we're at the end of the week i feel like i've had the same week as you somehow (laughs) (laughs) i am going to choose to look at it as we got a negative week out of the way so now next week we're going to have a positive week hell yeah i'm going to look at the future with hope and speaking of hope (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about the fucking super family again a symbol um, that means hope yeah didn't you know it means hope and it that hope. way because hope because starts with an h stupid <laughs> they said that it it means hope in an alien script that no earthling knows so completely ignore the fact that he's a brooding motherfucker just accept that he's <laughs> a symbol of hope in the movies <laughs> sorry that still the- bugs me have you seen those college humor Batman videos? Yes, the Batman. Where, 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 where Superman goes, this this symbol stands for... He goes, you wear a stupid S on your chest, as if we could forget what your name is. And then he goes, it's, it's, my, sim- it's my people's symbol for hope. And he goes, hope stands... Hope starts with an H, stupid. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love it. That, and then there's the... Oswald is the penguin. And oh, like, I love it. They're but so Batman good. just keeps murdering people, and he's like, "No, right there, you just killed a guy." And he's like, "I feel no, like this is—he's just I, sleeping." I feel like this is greater proof that when we get to the Batman episode, it will be three hours long because <laughs> we find some excuse to mention him in every other episode. Man, along with Spider-Man, he is the most prolific superhero. It's hard <laughs> yeah. not to talk about him. It'll—it'll it'll be a very long episode when we get there. <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about Supergirl, and if that feels shoehorned in, <laughs> so was she. In the, the comics, deal. in the comics, she was just kind of shoved in all of a sudden. In the movies, bet you didn't know there was a Supergirl movie. That's because they just pushed it right on in there between Superman's two and three. And oh the yeah, there is a Supergirl movie. It's on HBO Max. Oh, guess what I won't be watching tonight? Imagine if they make me do that for the fandom optimists. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Because, <laughs> like, I know you're an optimistic guy, but man. I would, I would try. <laughs> I would try real hard. I know you would. And by the way, you. Blue, thank you for coming on the fandom optimist last week. Everyone should go oh. check it out. It was great. It was a pleasure. Yes, please, everybody, give uh, give the Phantom Optimists a listen. Give them your money. <laughs> um, do I? I already said it's Supergirl. Do I care? She's the girl of steel. Uh, steel. Does she have? Clickety clickety clackety clack. Uh, look, I can't help it. It's my <laughs> my keyboard is super loud. Well, it's it's the way that a keyboard should sound. It's it's very 
It is a cartoon keyboard. It doesn't even have nicknames for her. <laughs> That's oh god. That's so sad. The girl of steel, I guess. Uh, the girl of steel. So okay, she's Kara Danvers, and also known as Kara Zorel. Really lucky for her that she had a name that sounds close enough to like a human name. Yeah, and also suspiciously similar to Carol Danvers. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh. Oh shit! I never even thought of that. <laughs> isn't, that isn't that weird? <laughs> It's the Good same catch. <laughs> wow. They were really blatant with that one, huh? Damn. Yeah, that one was that's pretty clear. And yet who, despite who how blatant, despite how blatant it was, I never noticed. I wonder which one came first. I you'd think that I would have looked that up before coming uh, on, it was on probably a show. Supergirl. Before coming on a show about the comic book history of characters. It's probably Supergirl because she's been around since like the 50s, I'm pretty sure. And um, yeah, that makes sense. Ca- Captain Marvel and by extension, Miss Marvel have only been around since like the late 60s or early 70s, I think. Okay. Because that was the Silver Age. That was when they were doing all the wacky space shit. But anyway, uh, so we're going to we're going to be talking about uh, Supergirl. And like don't get me wrong it's it's not that i think she is less interesting in fact honestly i think in many ways she's more interesting than superman she's got a lot going on for her but it's just the the writers never seem to want to do anything with her (laughs) yeah um but uh we'll we'll talk about a few different iterations there are uh, a couple of different iterations of her that I find very interesting. Um, and what's really fun is uh, we'll also use this to talk a bit about the DC Comics multiverse, which uh, I've never really touched on too much. Easily my favorite part of superhero storytelling, the multiverse. It, it always makes for the most interesting stuff. Um, all right, so let's uh, start by talking about her abilities. Again, just like the Super Pets and Superman, like they have a pretty like standardized set of powers Kryptonians have once they're under a yellow sun. Uh, super strength, super speed, flight, nigh invulnerability, uh, laser vision. Uh, they say heat vision, but like half the time it doesn't even generate heat, so it's just like whatever <laughs> they want. Uh, a myriad of supervisions, like telescopic vision, microscopic vision, uh, infrared vision, X-ray vision, um, uh, a breath so strong that they can like exhale and create hurricane force winds, uh, and freeze things. Yes. See, I don't really understand that one. I can understand like if you've got crazy like tensile. Uh, strength in your lungs that like they could exhale super hard but like how does she actually lower the temperature of her breath well i guess if if you like if you blow air like slowly out of your mouth it's warm air but if you blow it really fast it's cold air and i guess the idea is that they can blow the air so fast that it freezes things 
But how does that operate? Because like sometimes they blow <laughs> and it's just like a cryo stream that doesn't blow you back. It just freezes you. Or they can do the one that blows you back and doesn't freeze you. So it's like a mode change thing. You would think if it was done by blowing the air fast, it would both freeze you and knock you back all the time. One would think, but you know what they say about comic books? It is, it's not physics. They can shoot fucking lasers out of their <laughs> eyes, so I guess it doesn't matter. It ain't a physics textbook, that's for sure. You know what I appreciate about Marvel? Is that Stan Lee always tried to have a decent reason why people could fly. He literally said when talking about Thor, he made it so that like Thor could technically fly without the hammer, but it was kind of janky and dumb looking. So what he does is he spins the hammer, builds up the momentum, and then like throws it up into the air launches it but then holds onto the strap and then the momentum of the hammer carries him and like guides his flight and he's like i just felt like that made more sense than fucking superman who could just like move up and down left and right in whatever way he wants with absolutely no propulsion yeah and like that storm can kind of move the air currents around her to to throw her around in in the wind and and fly like, almost every character in Marvel who can fly has, like, an explanation of, uh, you know, how they do it. But, like, Superman, they really don't want to answer that question. <laughs> and then there's Angel, who literally has giant fucking wings. That's his, that's his mutant power. It's just he's got big-ass wings. I can't that's wait till it. we get to the Angel episode. Man, don't <laughs> tell people that there's going to be an Angel episode. There might be... A Horseman of Apocalypse episode, and we'll talk about Angel then, but, like... If you keep this show running long enough, you're eventually going to get an Angel episode. Man, I hope not. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, um... Alright, let's let's go ahead and talk about the origin of Supergirl. So... Do-do-do... Created as a female counterpart to Superman, Kara Zor-El shares his superpowers and vulnerability to kryptonite. Oh yeah, the, like if it wasn't obvious because everybody else is weak to kryptonite, she is also weak to kryptonite. Yeah. Um, uh, she first appeared as Supergirl in Superman number 123 in August of 1958. Wait. Oh, it's got her listed... <laughs> as supergirl twice the first time is capital s-u-p-e-r hyphen capital (laughs) g-i-r-l and then as supergirl all one word only the uppercase s appeared in 1959 okay i don't know why they felt the need to make that distinction that's very fun I also like, think it's it's very fun that I think I think aside from that oh Ant Man Ant Man hyphenates right Spider Man hyphenates Spider Man hyphenates but Batman and Superman do not interesting so Supergirl yeah. used to but then she stopped like well you know what uh, a big one with uh, people getting the name wrong that uh, does Spider Man is uh, Spider Man is Mega Man because uh, Mega Man. His, t- his name is technically Mega Space Man, but a lot of people write it as all one word Mega Man, and technically that started in Mega Man Battle Network, 
But the reason that his name is all one word in that game is because it's a program name. It's megaman.exe. Ah, uh, okay. Name. So there's no spaces allowed in, you know, files like that. Interesting. Uh, I, I love the one comic panel where someone is saying something about Spider-Man. And in the speech bubble, you can see that it's not hyphenated. And then Spider-Man interrupts and he says, I'm sorry, it's just... I can tell that you're saying it without the hyphenation and it really bothers me. <laughs> That's just always been one of my favorite Spider-Man panels. I, I feel like he's been hanging around Deadpool too long to be able to make that joke. <laughs> and he makes that he makes the joke about the hyphen a lot. He makes it in the in the PS4 game too. I was gonna say that that's actually the moment when I realized that I hadn't been hyphenating his name for years. Yeah. Where he says, are you writing up your memoirs? Don't forget the hyphen between Spider and Man. Yeah. I love him. So welcome to Spider-Man Part 2. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. I no. need time. We're, we're all spidered out over here. Yeah. Uh, we say as it's been like weeks, but whatever. I think it's only um, been like two weeks. That's still plural weeks. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, the, the long and short of Supergirl is they basically, they wanted, uh, a girl counterpart to Superman because, uh, you know, the, the late fifties was, you know, starting to see the rise in the feminist movement and, um, you know, they thought it would be good. It would be good PR to have a Supergirl as well. And, um, like it was a nice idea but i feel like in a lot of the older issues she's still kind of a victim of how they wrote women <laughs> back then yeah the so it it feels like she's a very blah nothing character but then again i guess that would make her a female superman oh shit i just went there <laughs> so in the in the comics, because I know this is in in the show, she's a journalist, like Clark. Is that true in the comics? Um, hang on. <laughs> I see, like, here's oh, the this thing. is I... one of our no research episodes. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, just really, really putting me on the spot here. Look. <laughs> There's some characters that I just in, intuitively know a whole lot about and I don't need to research. And then there's some that I've just never really, like, gotten into. And she's one of them. Like the comic book history of uh, Supergirl. Oh, I, man, I I don't know. I, I quite enjoy <laughs> the, the TV series. I think it's pretty good. I feel like see i have this issue where trailers will make me not want to watch a show even when i've heard that the show is better than the trailer we've already talked about the titans discourse but do do you remember the original trailer for supergirl the series yeah i think so it was painted super heavily like it was sex in the city with occasional superhero shenanigans on the side. Really? I did not remember that that's how that trailer was. Do yourself a favor after this episode is done recording. Watch the original Supergirl uh, trailer for the CW. 
and it is like it focuses on is it Cat Grant that's her boss? Yes. It focuses on Cat Grant talking about wanting a triple macchiato or whatever the fuck and how hot Jimmy Olsen is and uh a lot of her like they they include the montage of her trying on different fashions to find her outfit. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's like maybe three seconds of her actually fighting a bad guy. <laughs> oh wow, like, that's pretty funny, and it's and it's especially funny because the show does have way more of that than like Arrow or Flash did at the time. But it that is not what the show is. It's definitely still a majority uh, Supergirl with a side of. This kind of uh, chick flick, uh... yeah. It's it's <laughs> extremely it's extremely chick flicky. Like they they the first episode I remember after she does her first superhero thing, like she's like curled up on the sofa, looking frumpy and eating a tub of ice cream and uh, squeeing about herself on the TV. And I'm like, th- this imagery is just like fucking every chick flick I've ever seen. Yeah, it and does. It does lean pretty heavily into that stuff. But I, I man, if if the trailer played it like that's all it is with some tiny superheroics, that's that's pretty funny because I felt it was the other way around when I was watching it. Yeah, um, I mean, I've heard nice things about the show, but trust me, I remember that trailer very vividly. So have you? Um, it lives rent free in my brain. Have you only watched the first couple episodes? It was one of those situations. I think I've watched the first episode. <laughs> okay. I have watched I think I I think I have not watched season three. For oh wait, some I'm reason. sorry. I technically have also watched a couple episodes here and there because they were parts of crossover events. Right. Honestly, the Arrowverse cross this gives us a good a good excuse to talk about the Arrowverse because I love the Arrowverse. Um I loved the Arrowverse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's yes, it's fallen on hard times, Blue. Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like <laughs> rude or anything. Just like it's it's lost its luster with I'm, me, man. I'm I was most optimist. My, I'm a fandom optimist. My love for things never dies. Once I've decided, I'm in for life. Um, but yeah. The Arrowverse is really cool. I love the way they do their crossovers. Uh, I was kind of excited to go on a epic rant bash on season seven of The Flash, and you chose in The Flash, which I guess oh. we'll do later on. Because oh boy, do I have a rant to go on about season you know what? seven of The Flash? I, I'm I'm excited for that. So how about two <laughs> weeks from now? We I'm, in. I'm in. I'm in. Um, <laughs> Supergirl, so I don't think I've watched season three. I don't remember why. I think that was just a bad time in my life. I fell out with some stuff. I could only hold on to a few shows. Uh, and I, I'm actually going through the process of rewatching Supergirl. So I will, because I'd only seen parts of season two. And so I'm trying to rewatch it so I can get the full story again. Uh, so I wanna... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, it is so I'm I don't think I've seen season three, but I really want to know what happens in season three because seasons season two from what I saw was great. 
And seasons four and five were awesome. Like, I love season four and five of Supergirl. Um, and then season six is okay. It's <laughs> it's okay. It's not as good, but I'm it's still to, watchable. I'm trying to remember how the seasons line up because I remember Flash season one started alongside of Arrow season three because. Right. Uh, Barry appeared in a season two episode. By the way, Arrow season two was the best. And Arrow season two, Arrow season two can rival any comic book media. Like it, it's masterpiece level. I love season really two of Arrow. Good. Um, and then I think okay, so it was uh, I think it was Flash season two is when Supergirl season one started. Because right. I remember he was uh he attached the tachyon device from Reverse Splash onto himself to boost himself uh to be faster than Zoom. And the first time he ran with it, he, he like blipped out for like a second and then like blipped back in. And um, Cisco and them were like, "Hey, good speed, Barry!" And he's like, "What happened? Oh my God, what's that?" And they're like, "What? what <laughs> how, how long have I been gone?" Because <laughs> like he was gone for an entire episode <laughs> from his perspective. He appeared in a Supergirl episode. Yeah, he was over on Supergirl's Earth for like a day and a half. Yeah, and then it was only like a second uh, from his universe, which, to my knowledge, they've established that's not how time works with their universes. They run concurrently, so whatever. Well, I guess we also know that Barry runs through time sometimes, so my guess is that when he was running back, he also ran back a day in time. Oh, that's not cheating. (laughs) <laughs> well, you got to headcanon some stuff with this comic book media. Otherwise, you get caught up in plot holes. Un- unfortunately, uh, the Arrowverse is one of those where you have to headcanon a lot. And a look, lot. I'm, I'm not going to be a biased dickhead because I'm not trying to sit in here and bash the Arrowverse. Honestly. So I'll say, I'll say, thanks. <laughs> I'll say as much as I love Dragon Ball. That's also a series that the fans <laughs> have done a lot of legwork on because we we just never got explanation things. And so we went, okay, we have to sit down with our whiteboards and figure this out because Akira Kurogama <laughs> won't do it for us. Yeah, so, so Barry runs over to Supergirl's Earth and that was a great episode. I loved that episode of, of Supergirl. I, I like- I like those two together. Uh, apparently, they were both on Glee. They were both on Glee. They are and, both uh, so every time they get together, talented. they they oftentimes find an excuse to have them sing together. Like there was that musical episode. The musical episode of The Flash is one of my favorite hours of television ever made. It was, you know what? I don't like musicals, but I really, really enjoyed that. No, well, uh, because my mom ran a daycare out of our house when we were growing up, and so uh, like, that'll do it. She she would often play like musicals on VHS tapes uh, to keep the kids placated. So uh, even as kids came and went, I was always still in that house watching those same tapes. So right. the amount of times I've seen Annie and Pippi Longstockings <laughs> and fucking uh, like uh, I can't even think, just like there were so many of them. How about the Disney musicals? What, like the the cartoon movies? Yeah. Yeah, all of them. There must be more to this whatever life. Fucking, I don't like Beauty and the Beast. Fight me. (laughs) 
I'm very surprised that you liked that episode if you don't like musicals. It's because the character chemistry was really fun. Okay. <laughs> like, I like music. But right. something about the Broadway presentation of musicals has all, has never really jived with me very well. Um, thanks again to, you know, my tragic backstory. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So... <sighs> Again, yeah, I was somebody... shipping Supergirl and the Flash for a while. I was like, they should wind up together. I, I kind of felt it too. It was a little bit less because <laughs> so, they were really starting to lean more into his romance with Iris at that point. They were, and I was I was upset when they had an episode where it was Barry and Supergirl hanging out. I was like, they belong together. They're so much I, fun. I think damn near every relationship Barry had in that series that wasn't with Iris was better. Girl's name from the beginning of season two, Patty. Patty. She was great. She Everyone was wants a girlfriend like Patty. She was so good. Uh, Linda was like, all right, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, Linda was just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I feel like there was somebody else. Oh, oh we're thing... we're gonna have so much fun on the Flash episode. <laughs> <laughs> he had a thing with Felicity, which was you know, sure. I liked sure. Felicity, and then I didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Season four. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. Anyway, but, but yeah, Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Again, I don't have stuff about her live action show to talk about so if you want to talk about her live action show it's on you sure i can keep ranting about this so um <laughs> so i what actually I, I <laughs> so okay let's i'm not gonna spoil like huge plot twists in supergirl in case anyone's like going back and watching the early seasons and I definitely won't spoil anything from season six in case you watch Supergirl and are waiting for it to hit Netflix. Um, but I like season one quite a lot. Uh, it's, sometimes the kind of chick flick aesthetic got a little heavy handed to me, but it's it's fine. I like it. Um, season two was awesome because we got to meet Superman on the show. And that guy is great as Clark Kent and as Superman. And it made me happy to see him. Everything I've seen of his Superman, like, see, here's the thing. People want to be like, oh, you're a DC hater or you're just a Superman hater. No, I want him done well. I don't care what you guys say, Henry Cavill. And it's not necessarily his acting, though I do think that's part of it. But <laughs> it's mostly the direction and the tone that the movies establish. I don't think he's portrayed very well. This version of Superman is one I can get behind. I I like him. The, uh, is Tyler Hoechlin? Hecklin? I don't know how to pronounce it. Tyler H. Tyler H. Good old Tyler H. He is he is delightful as both Clark and as Superman. Uh, over on the Superman and Lois show, uh, we get to see Superman as a dad. And super, I never knew I needed to see Superman as a dad. But my God, I love seeing Superman as a dad. Uh, as as the dad of two teenagers, not not just it's like. Funny. It's funny how 
we never really do see him as a dad in motion media because he's been a dad for decades. Yeah, in the comics. I mean, they always go back and like reverse time and reboot the universe and undo yeah, then it. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan steals ten years from everyone's lives, and comic books are weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, like he's had a couple different kids over the years. Yeah. Um. Okay. So with season, I think it was revealed in season one that, and here's a minor spoiler for early in Supergirl. But uh, that Hank, what's his name? Henshaw. It's Henshaw, the cy- the cyborg Superman. But Hank Henshaw in the show is revealed to actually be John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, in disguise as the leader of the DEO. And. My question is, what was the purpose of making him Hank Henshaw? All that does is remove a potential character that it could have been used later on. He does come back. The real Hank Henshaw turns out to be alive, and he comes back, and they do go down that road. Oh, okay. So, so that was cool. Um, and, it, and it's revealed that Jean replaced Hank because Hank was an asshole. And he's kind of bigoted <laughs> about aliens. And he's like, no, I'm oh. going to take your place and make the DEO a good thing. Instead of an evil, evil thing that's just going to indiscriminately kill any alien it finds. Well, I'm happy to report that if that's the case, then they portrayed him accurately to the comics. Yeah, so it was really cool that that's uh, the Martian Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter is done beautifully in the show Supergirl. Uh, they had a deal where Martian Manhunter gets to talk to his dad. I don't remember how. I don't remember if the dad's supposed to be still alive or if it was some sort of like hologram Jor-El kind of deal. But the the Martian Manhunter's dad was played by the guy who did the voice of the Martian Manhunter in the original Justice League animated series. Which oh, was... the guy who played Isaiah Bradley. Yes, that guy. Um. He he played Martian Manhunter's dad on Supergirl. That made me happy. That's uh, really cool. But yeah, Supergirl is it's a good show, and I like and the way that Melissa Benoist plays uh, Kara is just awesome. She is so lovable and sunny as, as Supergirl. She's just charismatic and awesome, and I love her. And then we get up into season four and five where they bring in John Cryer as Lex Luthor. And that dude quickly became my favorite live action Lex Luthor. I love that dude as Lex Luthor. He's psychotic. And it really breathed new life into the show and gave someone new and interesting for Melissa Benoist to bounce off of. And so I, I really think that four and five uh, kind of revitalized the show. And now in season six, it's okay. Is is her name Melissa Benoist or is it Benoist. Melissa Benoist? I, I don't, it's not, I think that the S and the T are pronounced. I just don't know if it's Benoist or Benoist. Um, is there a T at the end? I thought it was... 
it's, it's just how much I know. I know that the end of the name is O-I-S-T. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, she is she is so good as Supergirl, and Supergirl as portrayed in that show is just awesome. Uh, obviously because it's her show, she is depicted as being more powerful than Superman, which, okay, whatever. I'll accept that that's a thing on that Earth. I mean, like, I guess it technically, like, there's really no reason for Superman to be stronger by default, other than the fact that he's older. Yeah. I just know, I just know there's a lot of people who get really upset. That there's, I think there's an episode where Superman gets brainwashed or something happens. I don't remember, but Supergirl has to fight him, and I think she beats him in the fight. And there were a lot of people. You can imagine how badly that pissed off some, some fans. There's another interpretation of Kara where she's stronger than Superman, which I actually want to talk about in this episode. Ooh, which which version is that? Uh, so there was a, uh, like a DVD, uh, animated movie, like double feature, uh, for Superman, Batman world's finest. Um, and, uh, one of the movies is Superman, Batman, public enemies. Yeah. I love it. Really good. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Superman, Batman apocalypse. Yeah. And in apocalypse, uh, uh, Kara comes to Earth for the first time, and uh, they they do some scans of her and you know discuss things. And Batman realizes pretty quickly that she has the potential to be stronger than Superman. And uh, Darkseid gets involved, tries fucking with shit, um, as he does. Uh, I I think it culm- well it starts to culminate in Supergirl versus Darkseid, but. Look, I've only watched the movie once and it's been years. I think he like he he she's too inexperienced and naive and he winds up beating her uh by blindsiding her and Superman rages and beats him. I think that's how it goes. It might be the other way around. I can't remember. I do not remember. I have not watched it recently, but it is on HBO Max. You know, that, that movie has been memed now. There's a meme that's been going around for the past couple months. Of, really? Um, the, the image of uh, Superman in the cornfield, who's like in mid-stride, but Darkseid, who's not facing him, grabs his cape, and like mm-hmm. Superman's eyes are kind of wide, and he's like, Ugh. like, <laughs> <laughs> And that's been used as an image of like, someone says something, uh, uh, you know, slick and tries to get away with it, and then other people will respond with that image, like, hold up. That's great. Um, but yeah, so uh, what's fun is that uh, Superman Batman Apocalypse has Supergirl, but Superman Batman Public Enemies has Power Girl. Oh, yeah! And now we're going to talk about Kara Zorel or Kara Danvers as Power Girl. So, for those of you who aren't aware, in the Golden Age of Comics, uh, they had formed not the Justice League, but the Justice Society of America. 
And this had Superman, Clark Kent, uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, who this Batman married Catwoman, had a daughter who became the Huntress. Uh, they had the Green Lantern, Alan Scott, a man who had an actual literal lantern and like a red outfit with like a cape. Um, the Flash, Jay Garrick, who got his superhuman speed by, I shit you not, inhaling hard water fumes. <laughs> and he had a, a metal hat with little wings on it. Um, and basically, they were versions of these characters that they wanted to revamp. So one day, in like the 60s, starting with the Silver Age, the writers just went, hey, all the stories that we had told about these beloved characters up until now, uh, surprise, that was actually Earth 2. Uh, now we're going to focus on Earth 1. And Earth 1, Superman, and all them were like younger and different. Uh, and they replaced uh, Jay Garrick with Barry Allen as The Flash. They replaced Alan Scott with Hal Jordan as Green Lantern, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. And... Um, uh, what's fun is that the Earth 2 Superman is actually older uh, because I guess they're like time displaced from each other, the two Earths. Mm -hmm. um, uh, our Batman was back to being a swinging bachelor who just, you know, fucks his enemies and <laughs> never gets nailed down by a single lady. Um, and uh, uh, what's neat is that so Supergirl, you know, was like still Supergirl, but then later on when they wrote about the two Earths meeting up, Supergirl from Earth 2, being older now, has now started going by Power Girl. She no longer wears the classic red and blue outfit like Superman does. She wears a white leotard uh, with a red short side cape uh, as opposed to the normal back cape. Um, and a, a Big old boob window. Oh boy. She's got some big titties and she's really showing them off. And in <laughs> modern days, they tried to write a reason for that. And there's a comic panel where she's like, Superman, you have the House of L symbol and Batman has his bat symbol and the Flash has his lightning bolt and all of you you know who you want to be and you have a symbol that defines you and what your motivations and character are. I just, <laughs> I don't know who I am yet. And I left this hole in my costume thinking one day, one day I would discover my identity and I would have a symbol of my own and I would fill the hole but the hole is still there. It's like, okay, or you just have really big boobs and you're showing them off both for like flattering appearance and also to distract enemies. If that's the case, you can just say that. Now, if it's I'm a distraction tactic, that is damn brilliant. That is, you know, that is, that is on par with Batman dressing up his sidekick in neon yellow and green so that he gets shot instead of Batman. That is it's fucked up, but <laughs> that is top level manipulation tactics right there, man. But it's so funny because I've seen like 
I, not her, but like multiple, you know, superhero women who have been like, why do you think we wear revealing skin tight outfits? It's because half the time we're fighting mobs of henchmen, they just stop in their tracks to oogle us and then we just knock them out. It makes <laughs> things easier. There's apparently, <laughs> apparently the reason that she has such massive boobs is, <laughs> is that um, this was at a time where they were censoring certain things in comics and this artist wanted to see how far he could go before they before they started censoring him so every issue he drew them just a tiny bit larger every <laughs> issue every single issue she showed up and then eventually someone was finally like hey wait a minute these are, these, are these are really big <laughs> and then he stopped oh, he stopped increasing amazing. the size so he did the frog in boiling water thing <laughs> Oh, I love that. I wish I could remember the name of the artist, but that's oh. al- that is allegedly a true story. That's a Chad move right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, <laughs> with that fun nugget of information out there for us all now, uh I I want to uh talk about another version of Power Girl who I find as an endlessly fascinating interpretation. Um, so in Justice League Unlimited. Yes! Um, yeah, you knew what I was going with. <laughs> well, the excitement in your voice just now is so strong. <laughs> um, I like just rewatched this arc three weeks ago. <laughs> well, in, uh, in Justice League Unlimited, there is... Um, they, they start to focus a little bit on Supergirl and um, Cadmus, you know, Cadmus is always doing bullshit with cloning. Uh, it turns out Amanda Waller cloned uh, Supergirl and she, uh, she, her clone comes out with a shortcut bob, um, whereas uh, our Supergirl has long hair and a full white leotard with a boob window uh, she doesn't have a cape or any of the other accessories, but she does have, like, the boots, um, I think. Uh, and she comes out, and it's called Galatea. And what a bitch she is. <laughs> she is so mean. She is cruel and enjoys every second of it. And I, like, eventually, you know, learning more about superheroes, one day I was like, wait a minute, Power Girl. Wait a minute. That looks but, familiar. Hang on. So they just made a superhero into like one of the meanest, nastiest villains I've ever seen. It's a good move. It was like very unexpected. Everything that those Justice League animated series did are like, I look back and I go, it's a good move. Yeah. They're just awesome. Incorporating incorporating the Wonder Twins in that one episode. It's a good move. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. It's a good move. Yeah. Guys, what what we're saying is you should watch the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited animated series. It's on HBO Max. Go watch it. Yeah. 
I, I uh, this this podcast brought to you by HBO Max because <laughs> I'm constantly explaining what's on these streaming services. You, you know, it's fun because the entire DC animated universe, which is one of the best interpretations of these characters ever, put to page or screen, um, is like it's pretty much all on HBO Max. Static Shock uh, is on HBO Max. Um, I don't know if shit like the Zeta Project is, but then again, I couldn't give less of a shit about the, the Zeta Project. The Zeta Project is not, and I think, I don't think they have the theatrical releases of um, the Mask of the, yeah, the Mask of the Phantasm and Sub-Zero. I don't think they have those. Do they have Return of the Joker? I'm pretty sure they do. I'm going to go look. Okay. I really like that one. <laughs> That's go one look. of my favorite movies. To return to the Joker, we're gonna have to do a, a either before or after, which are really the only two options. But before or after the Batman episode, we will have to do a Batman Beyond episode just about Terry. I just realized that, like, if we think the Batman episode is gonna be a long time, the Joker episode that we eventually oh do... Jesus, yeah, they have Return of the Joker. Man, I could spend so much time just talking about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, let alone all the other ones. Shit. Oh, the Joker episode's going to be wild. Oh, they do have Mask of the Phantasm. They just don't have Sub-Zero. That's okay. Sub-Zero I mean, isn't that, all that exciting. I, 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 wow, to hear you say that. I was going <laughs> to be like, yeah, I guess it's no big loss. It wasn't that good. And then you beat me to it. it I'm just like, oh, whiplash. It, it does. It does. Uh, I love Mr. Freeze. So any any chance I get to watch more Mr. Freeze, I'm in. But it's not one of those things where I feel like you've missed a crucial part of this grand universe if you don't get to see Sub-Zero. Weirdly, he's barely in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It pretty much it pretty much only explains like they kind of mention the events of that movie in passing in an episode of the new Batman Adventures. Where they're like, yeah, remember we unfroze uh, the the wife and she's okay now and he never came to visit her. They just kind of offhand recap that in a later episode. So it's like, you're fine if you don't watch it for understanding the whole story. Yeah. Man, and also that was, that was before they had Tara Strong as Batgirl. And I, I, don't, I didn't like the, the vocal performance of Batgirl as much in that movie as I do when it's Tara Strong. Yes, we have established that you're very horny for Tara Strong, which is understandable. Yes, ter- specifically Tara Strong's background. <laughs> but um, and I'm Harley Quinn. For her as Raven. And her Raven. <laughs> and a few other things. Yeah. Clock. The clock, yes. Yeah. Very much um, so. <laughs> uh, Man, alright, so uh, I also wanted to talk about Supergirl uh, in Injustice 2. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not very familiar with Injustice, so go for it. Te- teach me. Um, Supergirl is actually the main character of Injustice 2. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it opens up showing, um, what's the city? You know the one. Is it Metropolis? No, no, no. The the one Krypton city. <laughs> the only one. Oh, man. I don't know its name. Is it Kandor? Sh- yes. 
It's got to be, okay. right? I, that sounds familiar. Probably. Whatever. Her city, <laughs> the only one that we ever know about, is um, is under attack by Brainiac's uh, drones. And it's like her as a normal, non-powered girl, because she's under a red sun, having to fucking like, run through as people are getting eviscerated in the streets and try not to die. And uh, she winds up getting launched away by her mom. And, uh, like, she sees the pod with her baby cousin, Cal, you know, uh, flying near her in space. But a rogue asteroid hits her pod. She gets knocked into the Phantom Zone, time displaced. By the time she gets out, she's like a young adult. But Superman not only is a full-grown-ass man, but has already done all the Injustice 1 shit i.e. become a tyrannical dictator and burn the brain out of a little boy. So, at this point, he's already locked up. Batman has him secure in a uh, Red Sun prison. um, Or a Red Sun light prison, I'll say. And uh, Wonder Woman and Black Adam are pretty much the only members of the regime left that are still out there unaccounted for because they have diplomatic immunity. As if that means fucking anything when the world <laughs> government is like, you know, under new management. Yeah. So that's some dumb bullshit or whatever. So uh, basically she she comes to Earth and immediately gets scooped up by Wonder Woman and is like, the bad Batman has hurt your cousin and we gotta save him. And she's like, oh my god. And obviously she has no clue what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. But like, as things go on, she starts to be like, mm, are we the baddies? It kind of feels like we're the baddies. Like, I don't know, man. This just doesn't seem right. And Wonder, Woman, and Wonder Woman is the worst in this series, right? That's she is sad. just the hugest, unlike... There, there is a fun quote um, I want to... Like, I don't watch them anymore, but I used to watch... Uh, the YouTube channel Far From Subtle. They did a series called Video Games Awesome, uh, which was like, you know, video game playthroughs. And um, they played Injustice at one point. And uh, the first time Wonder Woman shows up uh, in uh, Evil Superman's Fortress of Solitude, she's wearing like a weird evening dress. And um, (laughs) one of them just goes like, uh, uh, I've been doing my kegels, Cal. I crushed a man. <laughs> She's like, I crushed a man with them. He oh was in god. a tank. <laughs> oh my god. So Wonder Woman's on on his side. Yeah. Um, That's sad. Oh yeah, she's she has actually pushed him to be evil Superman. What? Yeah. <clears throat> That's dumb. Yeah, this interpretation of Wonder Woman is just like, we, we were supposed to guide mankind, but mankind fucking sucks, so they can all die! That's dumb. I don't like Pretty that. Pretty much how she is. And, like, she... The, the other Wonder Woman, like, the prime Wonder Woman fights her in Injustice 1, and is basically like, what the fuck is your problem? We're supposed to help humanity. Uh, temper their aggression. And she's like, Humanity's aggression can't be tempered. They can't be saved. They can only be subjugated. And Prime Wonder Woman's just like, what the fuck? 
There is supposedly an animated Injustice movie coming in the near future. And I saw that. I'm pretty excited about that because I really want to, like, understand this world without having to do a lot of research. Man, the long and short of it is it's another one of those one bad thing happened to Superman and then he went full bonkers. Yeah, and I know that part of it. Like, I know what happened and I know how he reacted. But then there's this whole story of everyone choosing sides and a lot of story developments from there. And it's like, I, I'm kind of excited to see that in the format I, of an animated movie. I find the the side stuff of like what characters chose what sides to be much more interesting than Superman himself. Uh, because he really does just devolve into a cartoon supervillain. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is technically what he is, but you get what I mean. Um, but uh, so... Things come to a head with Supergirl when um, Harley, who is on Batman's team, and what's really cool, as I mentioned before, her she now wears the Bat branding. The back of her jacket still has her diamond symbol, but now it's the Bat symbol with the diamonds inside the Bat is the symbol on her back now. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, so she's uh, firmly on Team Batman, uh, and... Uh, she's trying to she convince, she's trying to convince, uh, you know, fucking uh, Supergirl that like these guys ain't shit. Yeah, because they have to temporarily like Superman escapes. Spoiler and temporarily Batman and Superman have to call a truce, and their sides have to team up to uh stop Brainiac, and uh, they even wind up using the old Justice League table. Uh, to like hold meetings and so Batman's clearly trying to bring Superman back from the brink but you know it's just he's too far gone uh, but anyway so there's a bit where um, Harley uh, Wonder Woman is going way too far and beating the shit out of somebody uh, like really fucking them up and Supergirl goes to stop her she's like okay you're going too far and Wonder Woman's like you dare defy me and like you know, beats her up, and so then Harley picks Supergirl up. And she's like, "You okay, hun? Oh, don't worry, we'll get you some help." But first, I gotta teach this bitch some manners. And she goes over and oh boy, fucking runs her through with her sword. At that point, Supergirl loses her fucking mind, just punts Wonder Woman into orbit. Uh, has to heat vision. Uh, Harley's midsection because you know she has a giant gaping stab wound. Right, uh, right. Cauterizes her wound, rushes her to a hospital, and at that point she's like, "Okay, yeah, these guys are definitely the bad guys." Holy shit! <laughs> um, and uh, what's really interesting is uh, the uh, she does wind up joining Batman's side, and she has to fight against Superman and despite the age difference now, she still sees him as her little baby cousin. So she's always been protective of him, but now she sees the best way to help and save him as to stop him from doing any more evil. And it's very sad, but also totally understandable. Uh, and I think it's one of the coolest interpretations of the character. That's really cool. Did we want to attempt to talk about like 
the movie. <laughs> I have not seen it. That's one of those very rare comic book properties that I've not seen. I should have watched it to prepare for this. Two months ago, I would have. I was on top of my game. I was seeking out weird, abstract pieces of superhero media to prep for these episodes, but I did not prepare for this one. I I felt kind of bad because you were putting much more effort into watching these things than I was. (laughs) I just liked having something interesting to say about them. Oh. Uh, Argo City, that's the one. Argo, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay, see, I had to pull up the Wikipedia thing about the movie, because I was going to be like, she she was in a thing with a, a woman who was like a perfume maker, and then I was like, no, wait, that was the Catwoman movie. Yeah, that's Catwoman. That's <laughs> that's much worse. I bet that's worse. <laughs> I bet it's I mean, worse. It's terrible. But I feel like this one is too. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll I'll say the only knowledge I really have of the Supergirl movie, to be completely fair, uh, is a nostalgia critic review I saw of it a while back. But mm-hmm. like, I I saw enough footage to be like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> uh. There's something about like a witch, and uh, she's like trying to make some guy called Ethan fall in love with her, and something about Supergirl getting sent to the Phantom Zone, and oh, Supergirl getting sent to the Phantom Zone was in that movie. Yeah. They carried that over to the show at some point. Like the the witch, <clears throat> the witch uh, sent her into the Phantom Zone. Oh, and, okay. Uh, something called the Omega Hedron, which seems to be their MacGuffin. There's a giant shadow demon that she fights. It's a weirdly magic-based movie. Yeah, I was gonna say. Movie being re- related to the Superman property from the 80s. You'd expect that to be more sci-fi than magic. Nah. <laughs> it's just not. Weird. Oh. I have Lucy Lane in this movie. Okay. Because okay. I guess they just didn't feel like not having a female reporter, but also didn't want Lois. Right. Right. Uh, the look, it's just, it's not a very good movie. I don't like, I'm struggling to find things to say about it because it's not that it's bad in that way where like, I can talk for hours about how Batman v Superman was bad. It's like, it's bad because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, it's it's plainly right there. It happened. This is what's it that it happened was bad. <laughs> the the re- the reason that nobody knows it exists is like all that that's like that's all you really need to know, right? Everybody knows there's four Superman movies, but the moment that you go, did you know there was a Supergirl movie? People are like, what? 
it is very sad that uh, that every um that every female led superhero movie in that era was just trampled by everything around it horribly received and then kind of forgotten by history because between that and the Catwoman Halle Berry movie and the Electra movie I was going to say and then it's like <laughs> oh, that's just that's every... just so sad that, that's the thing, because, like, at every time... We had to wait until Wonder Woman 2017. I would, I would argue that Captain Marvel was the first one that I thought was actually really good. Really? I, I loved I, Wonder Woman in 2017. I, I didn't watch Wonder Woman all the way through. I heard that ah. it's like, pretty good, but even then, I'm like, I don't know if I count pretty good as, like, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm really. I I would call it genuinely really good. It's it's it might be the only DCEU movie where I'm like that was great. I had fun and I can't wait to go see it again. Um, okay. I might actually need to give it a watch. I have heard that eighty four is terrible though. Eighty four. <laughs> remember your optimism creed um, but yes but 84 is not a very good movie but but look, um look man i i'm giving you the leeway remember you can be optimistic without fooling yourself we can also true. we can also accept reality that's true there there are things about 84 that i liked i loved pedro pascal's performance uh, it's you know brightly colored it's got Kind of some of that Donner era Superman corniness that's really fun sometimes, but it's, it's a train wreck of a plot. <laughs> and, uh, it's just yeah, d- don't don't worry about that one. Uh, but the the 2017 Wonder Woman is on HBO Max. I would recommend it. The only thing is that it does have the kind of standard DC problem up to up to that point. I think maybe still up to this point, with the exception of Aquaman, really where the third act devolves into bleak CGI landscape against a big gray uh, monster person. Um, And there it's like, all right, I was kind of hoping for, because the, the first, you know, hour and a half of the movie is really cool and unique. It's a period piece about this Amazon warrior fighting world war one. It's awesome. And then you suddenly get to the end, and then it's oh okay. I, I guess that's that's a thing you can do. I, I was expecting a more unique uh, ending, but it it wasn't to the point where I'd call it just an okay movie. I still really love the movie. Do they do they do the um the you know the the guitar song. thing? Yeah. The, yeah, the guitar thing's all over the place, and it's <laughs> and I love that guitar thing. That is so damn cool. Sure, I I everything I've seen of Wonder Woman is like every single time she shows up, they do that, and I'm like, I understand, well, but <laughs> I understand what a light motif is. I'm very well versed on light motifs, but like, I really don't think it's overused in the Wonder Woman uh, 2017 movie. It shows up three or four times in in per- I, i'm saying i think it's overused across the board like yeah it, across uh, the board yes <laughs> um i remember it was used like three times in uh 
and like Batman v Superman. I was like, isn't that just like during, she's appeared? Just during that one fight, it happens three times. Uh, yeah. and yeah, it shows up three or four times in the in the twenty seventeen movie, but I don't think it was overused. What I do think was overused was Chunky XL's weird vocal thing that he did for her in Zack Snyder's Justice League, where every time Wonder Woman says anything, does anything, the camera looks at Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman walks into a room, every time Wonder Woman is vaguely involved with anything, you hear this like, ah! <laughs> and oh. it's like, can you, can you stop doing that? The first two, I was like, that's a cool little sound they came up with for Wonder Woman's thing. I, that's that's a neat way to avoid overusing the guitar thing. That was I was really cool. I I liked it. And then when they did it like for the ninth time in the first hour and a half of the movie, <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right, j- j- you need to calm down. And whenever I hear like vaguely <laughs> tribal chantings or vocalizations like that, especially with a, a character that's white. I'm just like, oh, come on, man. And like, I, I know what is she white? Are be I don't like, think she counts as white. She's she's white. Look, if anyone wants to be like, oh, excuse me, I'm not white. I'm Italian or okay. I'm Greek. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> wonder bread. Is she is, you're, is you're, she Israeli? Am I remembering that right? You're you're spicy wonder bread. <laughs> well, okay. If she's Israeli, then like maybe, but like I'm pretty I'm, sure, I'm pretty she's, sure Israeli. she's I'm pretty sure she's Greek. Right? Well, the character is Greek, yeah. Wait, what the fuck? She's not supposed to be Greek? She, well, I get... But... I'm pretty I, sure that... I'm pretty sure that Gal Gadot is, like, Israeli or something. Wait, I, I need to double check. I don't want to... Yeah, she, she, did a, she did a bad shit with her uh, Israel thing. She did, like, the... Uh, fuck the Palestinians thing recently and got back. Yeah, she was she was like in the Israeli army or something. Oh, cool. More reason to hate Wonder Woman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Again, Wonder Woman is not Gal Gadot. She just resembles her. I already didn't like her though. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like if uh, with the Benedict Cumberbatch thing, it was right. like, hey, Be- Benedict Cumberbatch uh, plays this character. It's like, oh, well, I don't like him. It's like, okay, now hold your horses. Uh, it, remember, the character isn't the actor. It's like, okay, fine, fine, fair. Who's the character? Oh, uh, Minetta from My Hero Academia. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. But, I don't but even yes. know, if you know who that is. The, I don't, but... I assume that you don't like he's, that character. He's a he's a little he so he's got little great balls on his head and his power is that he has sticky balls that he can do. Okay, whatever, fine. Sticky balls. But, okay, good power. But the the problem is that he's a fucking sexual deviant. Sweaty balls. And like, look, here's the thing. I'm aware that anime is horny. He is way too horny for anime. His power is sticky balls. Yeah, he's horny. <laughs> well, like, look here. He, <laughs> He goes into. I'm not going to turn this into a whole minute episode. <laughs> real quick, uh, the little fucking pervert will like. He so he does like the the natural anime thing of like trying to see the girls in the hot springs. So it's like okay, you know, it, he's he's a creep, but whatever. That's pretty normal behavior, at least for these shows. But then he goes like ramps it up to eleven. He 
when he goes into a girl's room, the first thing he does is he start he goes over to her dresser and just like wafts the air towards his nose, like he's trying to smell her ambient pussy fumes from her panty drawer. Um, oh God! At, uh, at, like at one point, there is a seven-year-old girl who has been a victim of horrible trauma and assault. She has been literally murdered and then put back together multiple times and had the blood drained out of her body. And she literally just got away from the supervillain who was doing it. And so, so, like I said, she's like eight years old or something. He's like 15, 16. And literally the first thing he says to her is, hey, I can't wait to see how you'll look in 10 years. (laughs) Okay. Not great. No, he's scum. Okay. But <laughs> and the worst part anyway. is he's not even like he's not even scum that gets like development to realize that he was scum. No, he's still exactly the same person that he was back then today. That's sad. Anyway, anyway. it's like if a, an actor I didn't like portrayed a character I didn't like like that. Uh. It's like there's good interpretations of Wonder Woman. Like when Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That just but the fits, weird thing is because you're already an asshole, so now you're playing I, an asshole. I kind of like Lex Luthor, though. I do. I like Lex Luthor, and frankly, I liked the portrayal of Lex Luthor when it was uh, Kevin Spacey portraying him. That Lex Luthor is interesting to me, but I despise Kevin Spacey. So I, I have to learn because I because I am an optimist. And I really want to love all of this stuff. I had to get really good at separating actors from their performances. Yeah. I mean, anyway, the 2017 me, Wonder like, Woman movie is definitely worth a watch. Uh, I don't really know if I have much else to say about Supergirl. Um, I'm going to go watch that, that Supergirl movie. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. One. That's what I'm going to do. It's on HBO Max. Why not? Well, you might uh, be excited to find out that um, uh, the film earned Golden Raspberry Award nominations for Worst Actress and Worst Actor, respectively. Wow. What um, what female superheroes were around before her in the comics, I wonder? I, I assume Wonder uh, Woman was. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Um, I don't think Batgirl came first. Um, let me look this up. In I'm the, curious now. She appeared in the late 50s. So I don't think Black Widow had appeared yet. Um, Batgirl was later. Yeah, I thought so. Wonder Woman was earlier. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was, um, like, Lady Liberty and shit. Like, all the ones that have, like, sort of died out in the modern era. Right. Um, I think her name is Lady Liberty. Oh, Stargirl, actually, I think, is older than her, right? Really? Who, and like, she has a TV show now. She does have a TV show now. Um, when was Stargirl created? She's, like, a golden age hero. Did, are we sure? This says Stargirl was created in 99? That can't be right. That's too, that that's is too not late. true. That's too late. There's no way that's right. Hang on. I'll, I'll first, join you and look it up. This is first appearance July of 1999. Uh, no. Now that's bullshit. I know she's older than that. 
No way. I'm I'm currently. Are you sure? Are you are you sure you're not just thinking of Starman? No, Star Girl is old too. Hmm. I know Starman is old as shit. Nineteen. Oh, was it nineteen eighty six? Maybe nineteen eighty. I'm seeing a nineteen eighty six here for some reason. That could be a. This is the best kind of podcast that devolves to us just Googling stuff. It's it's <laughs> extra bad right now because I'm downloading the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is sucking up my internet. So my, oh, uh... no. And maybe I'm thinking of the Star Spangled Kid because she had a... a oh, that could be. Star Spangled Kid. That could be, but yeah, so I, I don't know, since we don't have a whole lot else to talk about. Um, Supergirl at the moment. Oh, oh, I love, I love the way that Supergirl. We already talked about Galatea and Power Girl in the Justice League Unlimited, but I also just love the way that Supergirl's depicted in Superman the Animated Series and in Justice League Unlimited. She is great in that. Uh, let's see, in that on that Earth, they are not cousins. Her and Superman, they just pretend to be cousins on Earth. Uh, Star Spangled Kid is from 1941, which is probably what I was thinking of. That would make sense. I thought I always found it really interesting that in the DC animated universe, they are not actually cousins because she's not even from the same planet. She's not actually from Krypton. In uh, Superman the animated series. She's from whatever the next planet over was, and I can't remember what it was. But Superman finds her cryogenically frozen on that planet as he's exploring what's the like the the shattered remains of Krypton. He finds this nearby planet that apparently the explosion of Krypton knocked this other planet out of its orbit. And they they made Argo a separate planet. Argo, that was it. It's, oh, that's why I couldn't think of the city earlier because yeah, I grew up thinking of it as the planet. Um, so Argo, yeah, got... Argo is a city like Candor. Okay, so in the DC animated universe, Argo is a planet, and Argo gets knocked out of its orbit by the explosion of Krypton, and it slowly freezes because it's been knocked away from its sun, and apparently Kara and her family like cryogenically froze themselves but stuff went wrong and the rest of the family's pods were destroyed but hers remained intact so superman found her and brought her back and has ma and pa kent and it's cool that in the dc animated universe he gets to keep uh both of his parents um that that jonathan kent doesn't doesn't die when clark is a teenager the way it's usually depicted in uh he's also movies still alive stuff. He's also still alive in Young Justice. Oh, really? I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, he appears in Young Justice season two. Uh, there's a bit because like all of their bases got destroyed in that season. Yeah. Um, there was a a bit where uh, Superboy asked uh, uh, John to hold up some of their uh, team members in the barn. Uh, oh, and, oh, I remember that now. And John's okay. just like, any excuse to see one of my boys. Uh, I love him. I love Jonathan Kent. <laughs> uh, uh, just, yeah. 
Um, so I think it's cool that that Superman brings Kara back to be to be looked after by them on the farm, and so then they pretend that they're cousins or they call each other cousins. Um, so they just pretend that Kara is Clark Kent's young cousin who lives in the area. And that's kind of the cover they go with, even though they're not actually cousins. But on the Supergirl show, they're actually cousins. Like, they both yeah, grew up and on in, Krypton. In most media, they're actually cousins. It's really interesting that in the TC animated universe, they aren't. It's just a... It's just a cover to explain how he knows her as when they're being humans. You know, uh, especially with all the recent stuff about, like, Loki and variants and whatnot, I gotta mm-hmm. say, in terms of the whole Supergirl, Power Girl thing, I wish there was more done with them, with the idea of them trying to learn how to live on a new world, a, a new planet Earth, together as, you know, like, extensions of the same person but now like i mean because like how does that work you're like I, well i guess they have to forge social security numbers and shit like how does all that work with all the kryptonians really that's such a good point how did they do that because <laughs> like all it Superman takes is one is DNA test. Alien. <laughs> literally yeah all it takes is one dna test and the Which computer will be like, fucking error, this could be two people. And the doctors would be like, uh, excuse me, are you Cara Danvers or this other Cara Danvers? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it just, uh, since I mentioned it, I feel obligated to say that it's always really funny to me whenever Superman, like, material or anything is used by, like, certain political groups that would be that would be against this kind of stuff because like superman is an illegal alien refugee journalist who fights corrupt billionaires it just it always amuses me how few people apparently know that about superman while while we're upsetting certain man children uh jesus was also a uh (laughs) middle eastern uh refugee who liked to help the poor yeah so (laughs) fuck you is what i'm saying (laughs) stop trying to appropriate imagery uh of political ideologies that fall way outside of your spectrum and make them into symbols i I feel like we're we're gonna wind up having to do an episode about the political implication of superheroes which would actually be a really cool episode now that i'm thinking of it because yeah. the same is true for like the Punisher logo that's used, and it's oh, like that's God. used. It's often blended with the thin blue line flag. It's like no, the Punisher hates corrupt police. He hates most cops. He hates most cops. <laughs> He's not a pro police dude. He thinks they're. He thinks that he'll kill corrupt police, and he thinks that the non-corrupt police are dumb are and ineffective. <laughs> yeah. So just because he has guns doesn't mean he supports all of your views. It, it really shows that these people. I'm sure he like, is pro Second Amendment, but whatever. Have, have such so am I. <laughs> surface level knowledge of these characters that, like, like you could literally show them a fucking parody, like that is <laughs> that is meant to make fun of them, 
But if it's <laughs> in the right colors and they have the right skin tone, they won't look past page one. So they'll be like, I love this character. It's like, you'll love this character who kicked Donald Trump in the balls. It's like, what? It happened on page three. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, the same thing is true of like Deadpool that I guess they think because he's vulgar or something and uses guns, but it's like, oh, he's pansexual. This dude's super progressive. He, he hates abusive people and like yeah. is kind of uh, pro feminism and stuff. Like, what he took it in the ass that one time. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't yeah. a fan of it, but he still did it for his girl. I feel like this episode wound up, sadly, being a bunch of trailers for upcoming episodes. <laughs> well, we can't wait to get to the Flash episode and the politics episode and the Batman You know what's episode. a shame? You know what's a shame? What? That's perfectly reflective of Supergirl. Oh, no. That's so uh, I, sad. I don't mean it to be mean, but I'm just trying to be accurate. And the truth of the matter is she is often only used to elevate other characters. And, and that is sad. It is. It's fucked up. Let her be her own character, man. And I, and I am glad in that way that the Supergirl TV show kind of did, which is why I really like watching it. Season it, six has lost a step, but... In season, I think I feel like in season four and five that we've got Lex Luthor coming on. And she's fighting Lex Luthor. There's a deal where Superman leaves to go raise his kid with Lois on uh, Argo. I think they brought back where Argo's a planet on these Arrowverse shows. Um, really, that's weird. Yeah, he goes off to Argo. Wait, that, that doesn't Argo. make that doesn't make sense because I know she was on Krypton. Like they are cousins. She got did, did they? Yeah. Like, but then they oh did they make a new Argo like a new Namek? They might have. I don't know. Like I said, I missed season three. Something important happened that I, I remember. Missed. They I remember they were on a planet with a uh, red sun in the um, infinite uh, crisis on infinite earths crossover, and um, there was a woman there who I don't know who she was. Was she Superman's mom or something? Like I think so. I'm. Because she's the way, supposed to be dead, the way, I'm pretty sure. Not, not understanding that scene is why I'm re-watching Supergirl. <laughs> that, <laughs> that exact scene is why I'm like, I gotta watch season three. I, got, I gotta know. But yeah, that the Superman at some point is like, he, he even says to her, you're stronger than me. Like, you've got this. I, you know, I've been doing this for decades I'm tired. I want to go. Want to go live with my wife and son, and 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 just be with him. I'll come back someday, but for for right now, I guess he's kind of going on a paternity leave. Um, like I want to go raise my kid, and he says I'll come back someday. But you've got this. Like the Earth is fine with you. It'll be okay. And I just I was that was cool that they have Superman tell her. That it's like, yeah, you got this. I'm, I'm out of here. You, you can handle Lex, and and that she's kind of finally just her own thing. And she's, eh, I like it. I like Supergirl the show. I do like that. I think that's nice. I, you know what? I, I always try to find some positive moral because despite Jordan, <laughs> I'm a pessimist. <laughs> no, I've never said you're a pessimist. <laughs> 
I've just said that on your show, we feel more free to bash things than on Because on my show, we feel obligated. We feel obligated to be more optimistic than we need to be. But but because I like to end things on a nice moral, I think that this is a good example of like guys in power trying to placate women, throwing them a bone, but not really giving them much of anything to work with. Like how like with voting rights and everything that women have dealt with through the suffragette movements through the years and whatnot, Supergirl was just sort of a symbolic gesture that didn't really have a whole lot of weight behind it. She was technically an extremely strong character uh, at least approaching the level of Superman. But then she had next to no action or character or anything for decades. And every once in a while she would pop up in these, like in the 84 movie or in the DC animated universe. But again, she was always a very pale extension of Superman who never got the development of characters like, say, Robin or uh, even Batgirl and others, you know, other sidekick type characters. But nowadays, you know, as women are finding more and more, you know, uh, of their own power that they've gathered together to really stand up and do something meaningful and not have to wait for men to get our shit together. uh, Supergirl is similarly finding her own identity, her own story, and is no longer feeling as much as just a extension of Superman. She doesn't need Superman these days to have her own engaging story. And I think that that is a much more powerful journey and message than if she was just given like true characterization from men right out of the gate. Cause it's always been a struggle with women. Like they've always had to take a back seat to men, you know, throughout the eons. And uh, well, I mean, you know, in, in a lot of our like sort of, uh western european culture anyway uh but uh what i'm saying is she's she's a very good symbol of uh the feminist movement coming into its own and i support it and one day we're eventually going to have to do a wonder woman episode where i will talk about when portrayals of feminism are done badly (laughs) (laughs) um all right, and I think that just about does it for today. Uh, do you have any other thoughts you want to say about Supergirl before we wrap up? I got nothing. All right. Well, feel free to join the Cape Corner Discord. Uh, I occasionally do polls and ask for suggestions about upcoming episodes, uh, characters that you want to hear. Remember, I do anime, uh, video game, and superhero characters. Uh, next week... We're going oh to be boy, doing something week. special. We're going to be doing something really special. Um, Branching into a new genre of character. It's going to be our first threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have both Jordan and Jay on here with me at the same time because we're all going to talk about a shared interest. Um, so uh, uh, make sure to join the Discord to keep up to date with the episodes and any sort of news or information that comes out like that. Uh, feel free to support me. Uh, you know, I, I had one supporter, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but my Podbean account, uh, because I used to host this podcast on Podbean, 
has dried up from inactivity, and now my single supporter is gone. <laughs> so I, I hope people who knew me from the Podbean days have discovered that I migrated over to Anchor. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't leave a space. For, I'll find a space. I'll find a space for the ad. Um, You'll figure uh, it out. But yeah, uh, if you if you want to like pay even just a dollar every month, every little bit helps. Um, uh, if you're interested in my uh, wacky and abrasive takes, uh, <laughs> follow me on Discord at Beyond Blue Thirteen. You are at Jordan Blueman uh, everywhere. Everywhere. I'm, I'm uh, at Jordan Blue also Man on Twitter and Snapchat and Discord and PlayStation and TikTok, which I never really use, but I have one. Also, <laughs> follow uh, his podcast at Phantom Optimists. Uh, they do really good work. They're less angry than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we talk about whatever's going on with our favorite fandoms. We try to be optimistic about it, and sometimes Blue will show up over there. I would say where I cover a specific topic, you guys are more like current events. Would you say that's fair Yeah, say? I guess. And I guess since this week's episode will almost certainly be on Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie, <laughs> it's not necessarily current events, but it's, it's more like where you take a deep dive into a character or concept and we take a deep dive into a property. Into a property or a franchise or a movie or something. Or a show, or an episode of a show, and and also kind of talk about what's going on in the fandom around it. Yeah, I felt like I should probably specify what's actually different about our podcast, so people. Yeah, and I feel like in that way, these two podcasts are really good complements for each other because they don't really cover the same thing, but they cover the same kinds of things. Yeah, I think we make a good team all around. Good we job. should start a we should start a podcasting network. Oh, you know, you know, how some people have networks. There's like a bunch of podcasts under the same network. I don't know how they do that, but that'd yeah. be cool. It would be really neat. Oh. If we ever, if we ever get like more listeners on both of these shows, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing, isn't it? So if you if you want to see things like that, really cool stuff where we can make networks, make sure to share these episodes with friends. Um, like. I don't care if you got to be like really uh, just butt into someone's conversation and have no social tact or whatever. Just like <laughs> have them, they're talking about their dead dog or whatever. And just be like, hey, have you heard about this podcast? Like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, try it. See what happens. <laughs> you'll you'll probably lose a friend, but we may gain a listener, <laughs> and that's what really matters. <laughs> And whatever you do, don't miss the crossover episode next week between uh, me and Jay on this show. Uh, it'll be an epic meeting. I'm Actually, I have no clue how you guys are going to interact together because you've never spoken. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like that should be my new catchphrase. Just, I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> you I... just end every episode with... <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like I'm forgetting something, but that's probably it. So I'll see you around. My Neville Longbottom ass just you look like this. I can't remember what I've forgotten. Apparently it was his robes. Was it took it? me for took me forever to notice that he's the only person in that scene not wearing the black robes. Oh. So it was his robes that he forgot. Huh. Oh. <laughs> well,
<laughs> There's an like answer. Been, felt like that should have been more obvious than Neville, you dumbass. We should have noticed that before now. Well, I have the benefit of I'm not existing in that world. All breakfast at that table. Eventually, I'd go, hang on a second. That's true. But I've watched that movie so many times in the last 20 years. Yeah. That I really should have noticed that before now. That's true. I only, I only, I only figured it out because the internet pointed it out to me three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, let's not devolve into Harry Potter discussions. We've, we've already devolved into enough things in this episode. Yeah, and this is way past being our longest episode now. <laughs> no, it's not. Is it not? Spider-Man was almost two hours. It was like an hour. Oh, yeah, I minutes. forgot. I forgot that that one was absurdly long. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going to try not to break that record for a while. The Batman episode will break the record, and oh, I don't think I don't think anything before that will, it, unless I do a Joker episode before that. Yeah, either Batman or Joker will break it for sure, or maybe the All crossover right. episode will because you have three people's opinions. Oh, that's true. Oh, we will and be because talking a lot. and because I know which character it is. There's going to be a lot to discuss. Oh, uh, that might have actually changed. I'll discuss that with you. Uh, okay. Well, regardless. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all for putting up for our inane banter that we uh, slip into. I apologize. Yeah, this is this is what Blue gets for inviting someone with ADHD on this podcast. <laughs> it's what I get for having ADHD and making a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week, everybody. Um, Stay strong, stay true to yourselves, and remember, we can all be heroes. Beautiful. Sorry, I didn't let you say your thing. No, yours is good. I was just going to tell them to drink water. (laughs) I'll leave that in. (laughs) (laughs) You should should leave in the beginning where I said the impression of you. So the show opens and he goes, hello. And welcome back to Cape Corner. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll clip that in, like I'll edit around it and just leave that. <laughs>